Hello, ladies and gents, and welcome to episode number 31 of the KDH podcast. Today, we're joined by Chris McSherry. How are you doing, mate? I'm fantastic, mate. Thank you very much for having me on. That's okay, mate. It's okay. So, um, do you know what, actually? I see to find out your second name, mate. Like, I was like, I knew your name was Chris because I'd seen folk referring to you on Instagram and that, but I was going, what's his surname, man? I don't know what this is. And I went on to, like, your link in the charity page, and I seen, like, Chris McSherry. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that is that. Uh, I, um, so today, we're going to be talking a bit about community, and the reason why I got Chris on today is Chris owns a facility in East Cobride called Functional Fitness. Um, I see him drum on about community, very much the same ethos as me with my boot camp. And I just thought, why not get him on and have a bit of a talk about that? Because it's going to be, a, it's all, when you put two folk together with a similar mindset, talking about a same topic, it becomes quite a powerful thing as well. So let's get started, mate. What is your story and what do you do now, mate? So my story, getting into health and fitness, um, probably starts back from being young, being active, playing in sports and, and being conscious of the way I looked. Can I take it more seriously? I actually started my career in fitness um, would have been about 18 years old. So I think coming up for eight years this February, um, I was doing my HNC, HND and health fitness exercise. Got my level two gym instructor qualification. And with that, I went and done a MetaFit course. So I became a MetaFit instructor when that was a mad craze. Do you remember that? Yeah. Everyone jumping about for 20 minutes. Um, so... <laughs> I got my MetaFit qualification, started taking classes in church halls, community halls, and, and really starting my career off there. Um, I'd also managed to land a job in a facility that I worked for for five years, and I was a head coach in there. So as I was running my MetaFit, I was working out of there. Group, group exercise has just always been what I've done. Um, so I was doing small group personal training just up until I got my Level 3 personal training certificate, which I got with my HND. And then my journey started from there into one-to-one coaching. Um, the MetaFit obviously took a bit of a, a dive down once it, the fad had finished, which was fine. I was doing my group exercise out of the facility I was working in, and I started to build up, build up my own brand and reputation from there. It did take a while, um, and it was Chris McSherry personal training, classic, isn't it? How inventive was that? That was my, my name as a sole <laughs> trader. So I was just going on a whim and trying to get things going. I wasn't sure where I wanted to take it in the very first place and how far I was wanting to go with this. For me, it was maybe filling a gap and maybe becoming a PE teacher was my ideal situation years down the line. Um, and then after a few years, I was actually on holiday with my mum um, and a villa would go to every year in Mallorca and I was considering wrapping it because my income just became so low. Um, I was, there was like, there's no way I can live like this the rest of my life. Um, I was really struggling to, to generate any good income from it. Um, and then I read The Secret the law of attraction became a thing that I started to practice. And within a few months, I already started to, to make moves and, and become a bit of a better success of myself. And I just kind of grew arms and legs. And then got to a stage where my diary was full one-to-one and I wanted to I wanted to help more people. But as a one-to-one coach, there's only so many people you can help with quality, that is, as well. Um, so yeah, group, group training was what I was learning to do when I, in the facility I was in. I'd been doing that for this, the, day, the day I walked in the door. I was a group exercise instructor or group training coach, whatever you want to call it, working with small groups of people. So that became the obvious route for me to go down. I started some um, female small group training. That was the name of it as well. 6pm female small group training. And I had one group initially and one group became two. So I had two groups running. And then I started um, Booty Camp was the name of my female-only group training in the morning. <laughs> so I had the kind of small group, high-end um, training, which was a bit more expensive. And then I created um, the Booty Camp, which ran in the mornings, which was kind of helping more people, a um, bit larger groups than I was doing. So it was a more kind of boot camp style training. Um, but the ethos was always the same. I wanted to help give girls confidence, within strength training and resistance training um, and get, get them fitter and stronger while I was doing that. So that was always the goal for me. Things grew arms and legs for there for me, if I'm honest. They get really, really busy really, really quick. Um, and I think one thing just came to another in the facility I was in, it was difficult having two businesses running really, really well outside the, out of the one facility. So the kind of time for me had to go and I had to look elsewhere. And luckily enough, I came across the facility we're in today and I couldn't be luckier. And I couldn't be more grateful because it is incredible. Um, the facility we're in is not your kind of classic industrial unit either, like you'll see behind me here, because this has been recorded on Zoom. Um, there's bright windows. I've got daylight throughout the gym as well, which is really, really nice. 
most of the kind of units I would tend to be in would you'd see it was kind of dark and a bit gloomy and stuff like that. So getting somewhere like this where we had loads of daylight was good for myself and the staff as well because you know what it's like going home, going to work, it's dark, coming out, it's dark. So it's really nice for us to get a bit of daylight exposure through the windows and it creates a really, really nice warming atmosphere and, and that just kind of helps build on the things we'll probably talk about today in community and stuff. So that's how we got to where we are. It was all just kind of on a whim, like I'd never had the real goal of owning a facility. It just all started to come together. And when I got really busy doing what I was doing, it was it was the only real option for me. I couldn't continue to do what I was doing from where we were. Um, so it had to, it was the only next option I had. And even to this day, it still doesn't feel real. Still doesn't feel like it's my facility. It's just, I go, that's where I work. It doesn't feel like I'm the gaffer here or this is mine kind of thing. It's just when I wake up and I drive to every day to go to work. I seen, see when you, you said that there, that was when I responded to your story that day. And I said about coming on the podcast, cause I loved that man. Cause it was like, when, like recently when I've got Becky working with me, the way my boot camp's going, like at Christmas on my boot camp, chipped in and got me a massive gift. And I was like, <laughs> ready to go in my car. And I was like, I just, I, I forget I'm the coach sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Like I forget yeah. like, I'm the, the, the guy that kind of made it. And I, I go, I forget that sometimes. And I just totally related to it. I was like, I think that's a, a good headspace to be in, man. Definitely. It just keeps you your feet on the ground. Because um, it's easy. When you, love what, when you love what you do, like, obviously you're the same as me. When, when you love what you do, it doesn't feel like I'm working for the most part of it. And it doesn't feel like I honestly own that facility. It just, for me, it's, that's where I go up. That's where I go to work. This is where I do my shit. And, and that's me day to day. So, and I think that's nice. I think if you start to think that you own the place and you can swan about and, and whatnot, maybe sometimes you kind of let yourself go a wee bit, forget what you're actually trying to do and who you're trying to help. And I think that's really important. You keep that integrity throughout your journey. Right, definitely, man. And I think it's, it's easy to get, for your ego to get ahead of you. I mentioned this in the last podcast. And if anyone says it isn't, they're lying. I mean, it's, you have to give yourself a wee reality check. You have to reflect. You have to make sure that what you've done, how you've handled yourself, what you've done. And I think about it like on, I even said it on, we were talking about this before that. Like I was yesterday, like some dafty was obviously replying to my story and that. And he was like body shaming me on Instagram. And I put it on my story and I was going, is that negative? And I was going, no, it's not really because it serves a valid point and I'm actually going to create a post out of it. But you, you question your integrity all the time. You question like, is that right that I've done that? And I think that's no, a good place. Not. It's a good place to be in. And like, is that right how I spoke, how I handled that there? Is it right how that member came to me with an issue there and I, I resolved it? Do you know what I mean? Like, is it, and it's, you're constantly having to reflect. And I think if you don't, you can dig yourself into a deep, deep hole, man. But um, nah, you, can't, you can't always be right and, a major part of what we do and what you probably do as well is, is customer service. I think everyone forgets that. Like, I'm a personal trainer, I'm a group exercise instructor, I own a gym, whatever it might be. They, they, like, some people can forget that what they're doing is trying to provide the best experience for the client or the customer, that essentially that's what it is, right? They're paying you money for your service. That's what you need to make sure you're doing is giving them a good service and you need to maintain that the people that are working with you are happy. Do you know what I mean? You're not above them. You're with them kind of thing as well, which is really important. I think, yeah, that, that always, people notice that stuff. And I think that's something that, it's something that I always say to like anyone, like if anyone's coming to work with me or do something that's like with me, I'll say the number one thing is the client, the member. Like that is the, at the end of the day, like it doesn't matter. Like, do you know I mean? You can have your own training, you can have self-development, you can have, um, your systems in place, but at the end of the day, you need to make sure that the person that's coming to you, hiring you for a service, hiring your your group training facility, your boot camp, your one to one training, is there to do it. And it's the same, and it's not even like even from a a perspective in in life, people forget the sort of the fundamentals of what they're doing. Sometimes, like do you know, what I mean, the the clear objective of like you go, yeah, that's when you ask someone like, why are you doing this? Like yeah. why? Like why are you trying to lose fat? Why are you on this journey and you have to remind yourself why am I there because it's, it's easy to throw in the towel isn't it and uh that why is so important as well no matter what it is you're doing like the why for me is purpose what is the purpose of it and I think people forget what they're actually setting out to do sometimes or or what they're trying to achieve or where they're trying to go so it's important to always give yourself that reminder of why and making sure you you know the purpose of what you're doing or it can it will just become half-arsed yeah, I was talking to one of my clients yesterday. We were chatting and we were saying basically 
like it's very easy right now. He was saying that right now he's feeling a bit deflated and understandable. Obviously, gyms are shut. He was saying when he was at boot camp, he was flying, like everything was going. He was, I was like, but surrounded by people. But I was talking about it. I was saying, imagine you just gave up right now, right? And imagine in three weeks' time how you would feel. Do you know what I mean? Like, imagine yeah. you just you just gave up. Like you like, would you feel any better in three weeks? No, you wouldn't. You'd just be in a worse off position. So basically like always drumming on keeping a clear vision of your why and remembering why you're doing something do you know what i mean and i think i think you can you can get into a rut like that with like very easily with like one-to-one coaching and stuff and you were saying like reinventing yourself getting to that point like positive energy thinking about what you want and just sticking to yeah. it and i think that's a an important message from what you were saying in your story as well is like the law of attraction, obviously I've read the secret as well. And one of the things from that is like, it's the law of attraction is like you think positively and you draw that energy towards you. And look, when I read it as well, I'm not someone that's, I'm not massively into like the spiritualist sort of mindset and stuff, but I get it. I get that if you constantly focus on like the negatives, that's all you'll see. Do you know what I mean? See if you constantly I know, go, I'm, I'm the same, like, I would not, like, I'm not, like, happy and, like, oh, like, fucking, <laughs> like, all of attractions, just bring it to me and all that. For me, what that, what all that, <laughs> what all that, the secret taught me was that it's subconscious. So if you start changing your habits slightly, even small habits, I used to write what I was grateful for down, I would, and I still do it to this day, if I feel something, like, if I'm feeling a bit anxious or a bit nervy about something, I'll write that down and, and, Put it in a better can I mind put it in a better frame so that when I'm reading it and writing it over and over that it's starting to go into my brain that no this is okay because this isn't going to happen or whatnot and it's you need to put things in place it's not like I just expected things to get better with my work and my finances I knew what I had to do to to put it to get there so I was putting things in place I was subconsciously starting to do things that that used to become an effort that were an effort for me I was just doing them subconsciously so it's important to to always think about things. And something massive that I always bash on about to clients is those two. So you've got a situation that's going to happen, right? Like working out indoors and training in your house. So you can either do it with a fucking can of be arsed attitude and this is never going to work and it's not the same as going to the gym. Or you just flip that on its head and go, do you know what? The gym's not there, the gym's not open, but I know doing this is going to make me, put me in a better position. Most, most often or not, you're going to have to do things so you either go in with a negative attitude or a positive. So why not just go in with a positive attitude and try and better yourself? Why not just go in with like, do you know what? This isn't ideal, but hey, it's going to be good. I'll just do it. I'll smash it. And you're probably going to find that you'll feel much better with the positive mindset and you will in the negative. So what's the point in being fucking negative about it? Go on and try and do it and do it with a smile on your face. You're probably no. going to find it's going to help you in the long run. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And one of the things that I was talking to a few clients about this this week when I've been checking in with people, been talking about it on the online community and stuff. And it's like, see your habits when you do something. It's so funny. So say, for example, the first time you ever track your calories, it's a fucking effort. It's like, I mean, it seems like the, it's like, you're like, this is so much effort. I don't really get this. You do it for a month, right? And then you don't realize how much you've came along because it's been consistent, but you've massively came along. It's probably only taking you 10 minutes out of your day versus the initial 30 minutes, 40 minutes. And it's only done it 10 minutes, but then you don't do it, right? For like, say, another six months, then you go back to maybe a bit of a diet phase where you're going to track my calories. You don't realize that you have like doing that for that first month, ground a habit. So the next time you pick it up, subconsciously, you don't think about it as much. Mm-hmm. But it's, it takes that jump of not thinking about it to realize that you've ground the habit. And it's the same yeah. with like, activity and stuff. Like people do things like, like I seen you talking about in your stories the other day, 10,000 steps is really just a made up number. It is. It's just a, it's just a figure. Well, it? It's just, do you know, what actually comes from a Japanese toy maker. It was, uh, they were the first people to make a step counter and it was 10,000 steps. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. And it just kind of stuck. That? That's where it came from, mate. Yeah. And I was, felt like when I was talking about that in my story, I was like, some geezers definitely just made this up anyway. Yeah, it was a so Japanese, it was a Japanese toy company were the first people to make a step counter and it was like fucking massive, man. And basically it was just to put it as 10,000 steps as the target. And so it, he's it, to blame for yeah, everyone that, getting that, their heads down because only get 8,000 done yesterday. <laughs> but that's it. And it's like, as you just said there, people have got their heads down because I'm not meeting that. But what happens is maybe that first month of grounding and putting themselves down, 
then they stop thinking about it. Then six months down the line, that's a subconscious habit because they, they had that initial bit. But that initial point is it will feel like you're trying to rip the cord off like a lawnmower, that like you're trying to get it started. But yeah. then once you get it started, you don't even think about Just, it. I don't think about it. And what's even these small practices I, I put in place over time, writing things down that I was grateful for. I used to self-talk in the shower, like when I was up in the morning that it was going to be a good day. Even the days I was dragging myself out of bed, I was I'm so grateful to be up today washing my hair. Like, I'm just so lucky to be alive. I'm lucky that I can go to work. I'm lucky I've got this client here that I'm, I'm able to coach. Because when I first started my journey, I didn't have any clients, you know? So why not just be grateful for what you've got? And when I think when you start to practice a bit of gratitude and realize that you're not in such a bad position sometimes, then it can really flip your mindset. And that's powerful stuff. Yeah, I done, do it, I done it last week. And I was like, I said it out loud like three times. And I was like, ah. I said it to a client. I said it to Ailey. And I said it to my mum I was talking, I was like, I've got it well good. I've got it so good right now. And I just keep reminding myself that I've got it good. I do. And like in a minute, like no matter how much you like to moan in that sometimes. And last week, me and Ailey, well, I can't remember where we went to. We went out in the car somewhere and uh, I were going for essentials. And we were literally, <laughs> <laughs> like, before anyone bashes me. And uh, basically we stopped and I just had this wee overwhelming feeling of anxiety of, this lockdown is going to be a while again no no going out places no holidays another potential year of it and it started to grip me a wee bit and I just went I've got it good I've got it good and that's when right. I said it out loud to Ailey I was like I've got it good right now I've got do you know what I mean I'm, I'm in a, I'm, I've got a nice house over my head I'm getting a mortgage right well I'm trying to get a mortgage right now it's been a nightmare being self-employed through a pandemic Tell me about and, and uh like and I was sitting going like I've got all my members it's growing my one-to-one clients are on it. Everything's good. Training's good. Got events coming up. And I was like, man, you just need to, you need to just quickly slap yourself, man, and be like, everything's I, all right. Everything's all right. Because the reality is there's people in like, much worse off positions. Uh, so like, I'm just always trying to remind myself. And do you know, I was the same. I got a, a hold of me through Christmas. I really didn't enjoy my Christmas period because I was so worried about what was going to happen. Because obviously I was like, fuck, nine months it's been like, that's been bad enough. Surely God, they can't do it like they can't shut me down again i was like not me personally like, the, the industry again i was like surely not but you know, i just accepted it and i accepted that not everyone wants to train from home either so i was getting myself worked up that not not every single member i had for over the past kind of year or, or been with us in 2020 that was going to sign up for in january because some people just scunnered from training at home which is fine see if you're in a position to stop training because you could you could hold off a few months and you're just going to keep your activity up and track your own calories fine but for me i was getting myself worked up why would why does not everyone want to support us why is it not everyone's interested in training for home now i accepted that i took the positive from it i've still got x amount of members who are going to smash it like i'm grateful for what i've got and i'm grateful that these people will come back when i open boom problem solved i know that's it and then you just you go that's not that bad and you just turn you turn, <laughs> like, you turn like a moho on a mountain don't you you just go like that sometimes oh. and you just have to shake yourself and one of the things that you were saying as well about practicing gratitude and I was talking about reminding yourself I think one of the things that I'm really trying to drive home is it's all well us saying all this positive shit but it's not stuff that we do 24 7 do you know what I mean you have yeah. you, you don't practice gratitude every single day do you know what I mean you might do yeah. a few weeks without it then you might do a few weeks of doing it it's the same when I do things when I say that like, I go for a cold shower in the morning to switch off. I've done that there for like seven weeks consistent. In the past week, I haven't done it. Do you know what I mean? But folk think that it's like a, a thing that you just complete. It's not like you're always doing something and you always, it's, and I think that's one of the things I always want to drive home in the podcast is like, it's not like a, a complete, there's not like a definitive yeah. point, but as, as long as you're aware of it. perfect at it either. But when yeah. you know you've got it there, it's like another tool you've got in your arsenal to use. That's it. You definitely. know if you need to use that, it's like, Right, let's get back to practicing gratitude again. I definitely feel that, that helped works, me when yeah. I was doing that. I'm going to start doing that again. Or I feel the cold showers definitely help me can wake me up in the mornings and get me going and get me thinking clear. So do you know what? I should maybe go back to that. Definitely don't practice these things every day. And like you've said, so if anyone listening is thinking, Jesus, these guys sound like professors and, and whatnot. No, we're absolutely not perfect. And we definitely switch things off. And when we realise that we need them again, we'll probably turn them back on. That's it. And it's it's all about having as many tools as you can, man. So like, obviously you were talking about group training before that. One of the things I kind of wanted to tie in with group training is like, see my thought, obviously I'm, I'm a group trainer. I've got my boot camp and then obviously you do, is it like resistance in your gym? Is it like a sort of 
box style bodybuilding, Aye. strength, a bit of everything. Aye, it's a sort of strength and conditioning group training. So <clears throat> yeah, it's it's all derived from like the same sort of stuff. Like most box gyms will be the same now. We all try and do a mixture of strength and conditioning work. We've all got salt bikes and ski elks and stuff. So most most tend to work off the same principles, but we've always been a mixture of strength and then high conditioning days. So yeah. we do mix them both across the week when we open. So see see things like it, it doesn't it doesn't bother me, but like I think like see what you're talking about like um what's it called? What's the, the class you were seen before um that you took when a you booty were, camp? Your booty camp, but even before that, what was the one before that? Small group training, six pm yeah. females. Oh, the one that you took, I can't remember the name of it, man. It's Metafit. Metafit, yeah. See Metafit, mate. It's still going on. It's so dangerous. It's mad, isn't it? Mate, like I think I'm still paying 20 quid a month for the tractors <laughs> to get it. So I better cancel that direct debit. That's been eight years. <laughs> but look, see the thing is, and I'm not trying to like just tarnish the brand and whatever, but these things are these workouts are stepping stone workouts. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, like it's like going to spin, going to body pump, going to metafit. They're stepping stone workouts. They're, they don't mm. promote like, and there's, but see the thing is, there's people that go through them for like 10 years that aren't, that maybe they feel good. I'm not bashing that. They, 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 they enjoy the community aspect of it. They like it, but they're not making any training progress because they out. No, I think like the, the, first the six class months. are still so popular. You'll get like body pump and body attack when all this is done. Like they will still be popular. And I was speaking to a client who's with us now. They used to do that like on the constant, and, and she was like, "It's just the atmosphere's like you just you're buzzing after it." Like Aye. I think most people know that it's not like Zumba. Do you know what I mean? Folk yeah. will still be doing Zumba, which is mad. Like yeah. when you think from an exercise perspective, as as professionals know that there's so much more efficient things you could be doing in that time that is going to create better results and do better things for your body. But people just enjoy bounce yeah. about do you know what I mean like and these things will still exist which is from our, from our perspective mental but from then they just enjoy fucking jumping about having music on maybe they're just confident in that environment which yeah and if it's serving a purpose for them then batter in yeah no, I might definitely. even try myself <laughs> see that that's the thing though but it's like it always the thing that I'm always struggling to get my head around is when I've had you've probably had this as well Chris like people in the past where they're coming to you they're asking for help you're telling them what to do and they're still battering into body pump. They're going, I want to get a big ass. And you're like, right, let's still maybe have one or two of these sessions in a week, but we'll implement some resistance training here. And then they're like, week five, have you done resistance training yet? No, I've still at body pump. Do you know what I mean? Uh, but I've done 10 body pump sessions a week. <laughs> um, but okay, uh, it definitely does serve a purpose and whatnot, but you just hope that like, people can use that to step into some more strength training and stuff. And the word strength training, I think maybe for females could be used to be quite scary anyway, not so much anymore because more and more females are doing it, which is amazing. Which is why I probably started my journey in group training because I wanted to help girls get more confident doing that sort of thing. Yeah. So you hope that that leads them into learning how to, to do these big compound movements, but doing them effectively and safely as well. No, definitely. And I think that is the way things are going now. And it's funny, like even rewind back, like I've only been in the industry for coming up four years and like, like working in the industry. Like, and even when I started four years ago, things have changed massively. Like in that yeah. time, like, oh, like one of the things like we, in Ayrshire, we're, we're behind in Ayrshire in regards to like, like the way things are moving. Like you go to like Glasgow and I don't know what it's like in EK and stuff. It'll probably be a bit further ahead in Ayrshire. But like, even when I was started off in the gym, nobody really hit thrusted when I worked in the gym group in Kilmarnock four years ago. Like I never mm. seen him to do it. And I remember I wasn't the first person to do it there, but I remember I really started doing it with clients more and more frequently. And then you go to like most gyms in Kilmarnock now and they all have like where I work, like they all have hip thrusting stations everywhere. Like that's now like a, that's become the fourth big compound along with squat, deadlift and bench. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's become like the fourth one in its class, but it's just funny how like times change, see as they go on. But I suppose that the if you go back, like the, the hip thrust only got made like 13 years ago or something, didn't it? Aye, it's not all, it's a fairly new exercise. Yeah. I mean, the quote bridge has probably been around for billions of years, but taking <laughs> it up to that <laughs> dinosaur range, dinosaurs made were it up. and they were definitely doing them with bands on. Aye. Um, <laughs> but now you, um, I think 
like seeing things change like that is good and I agree with both parts like things are changing within fitness but some things are good like I don't even know how I'm trying to put that but there's, cer- there's certain things that are good to have in your program that will never change yeah. you know what I mean and there's but I think the f- kind of functional style of training um, pardon the pun of that being our name but I think that's like definitely becoming a big big thing is like let's work on our strength let's work on high end capacity high end interval work let's be fucking putting a tough, tough session and it's becoming more and more popular. Yeah. Maybe that's thanks yeah. to CrossFit getting those wheels turning as well. I think everyone loves to be a CrossFit basher. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't to be honest, I've never done it to be, I've never done it. Like, I used to. And, I don't know. Is it, maybe, is it maybe like a, for me stepping into a CrossFit gym is probably confidence wise. I'm like, am I going to be judged as a coach or, or back then as a coach or even now as an owner of a facility, would I get judged going to a CrossFit gym? Like, so it's maybe just a confidence thing issue, which is maybe nice from people to hear that like, even fit pros or facility owners have confidence issues stepping into other gyms as well. Absolutely. Like I yeah. might be confident on my content. I might be confident in things, but there's going to be certain situations I'd be absolutely bricking it to walk into. And maybe a CrossFit gym is one, one of them. But I yeah. think that's where it's all derived from, this high-end style of training with its strength and conditioning. We're all tied in. Like It's definitely probably big ups to them for getting those wheels yeah. turning, but it's definitely evolving. And it's definitely like a, do you know what I mean, it used to be like, how much do you bench? It's now like people are putting up like, how fast can you run a 5k? You know what I mean? Like how, right. what's your 500 meter row split? You know what I mean? Like what's, right. and that's becoming the, which is good. Aye, who's got the biggest dick is now like, who can run the fastest? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's I no mean, longer. I did do that. I was bashing my 5k times as well. But do you know what annoys me? Like, people love to, people just love to bring others down do you know what I mean so there's people out there bashing a 5k times I was one of them and I got my quickest ever through lockdown and I was smashing them and I was posting them of course I was I was letting people know that I was doing well it felt good to showcase that I was doing something really well and then you get folk out there ah these made up 5k times like other coaches and stuff I'm just like nah mate like if people are celebrating their wins let them celebrate it they're probably helping others out there inspire them a wee bit as well yeah so and the thing is there's always sorry mate what were you saying it's just good to see there's other fucking ways of training now folk are opening their eyes to oh it'd be good to be able to run but it'd be good to lift weights as well it'd be good to be able to do this and that so fitness is becoming more than just looking good I think and having big biceps which I certainly don't it definitely is it's becoming like very performance focused and I'm not saying like lifting weights and being strong it's obviously performance but it's it's definitely there's been a big shift and I love it. Like uh, I've, oh, it's fantastic. It's my my sort of ethos has always been to be fit and strong. You know what I mean, being both, oh. and I love that that's became more the way now. But even saying see what you're saying there about maybe an our coach bashing it. Like I seen I say bash all the time now. By the way, I keep I've said I don't know where I picked it up. I just keep saying it, man. I can't stop this class word. But uh, <laughs> the bash bash bash. <laughs> but um, when see when I like when I. At the beginning of the lockdown, I remember I just flicked the switch quickly, took everything online, live workouts, didn't have much kit. In my style of training, as I've always done the sort of conditioning, resistance, bodybuilding, strength, what a combination of what, what your sort of ethos mm-hmm. is about. And I remember right away, I was like, I'm just going to do bodyweight workouts because folk don't have any kit right now. Now, the workouts that I focus on at home, loads of folk are armed with like basically gyms. And uh, did you do the same as me? I was the same, but I was just like, Facebook Live! I thought thought it was only going to be six weeks. I was like, fucking bodyweight workouts for six weeks. What a nice change. It's going to give everyone a bit of rest and recovery, give their joints a bit of a a break from all the pounding they'll get doing compounds constantly. I was like, this is going to be amazing. And then like six months, six months later, (laughs) we're still doing Facebook Live body. I was like, fuck. So this time we've gave equipment out. So everyone's got like at least a dumbbell, band, a kettlebell, a plate, like... And they were doing Zoom workouts, but it's much more programmed and stuff. Yeah, that's so it's the just same. Funny to see times change, even with us two in the nine months. Yeah. So yeah. fitness does change, and ideas yeah. change. And yeah, definitely. Good. But that was the thing that you were saying. I remember that people there was the amount of bodybuilders that were going burpees don't build muscle, and you were like, "Shut the fuck up, man!" Like obviously we know that <laughs> burpees do not build muscle. Do you know what I mean? Who? What bodybuilder oh. have you seen that's like? Oh man, like stepping on stage, Arnold Schwarzenegger on his heyday. What were you doing, mate? What was your program? Just burpees in my living room. <laughs> Obviously, it was <laughs> burpees. Well, I don't know, mate. You see that football, that Triori that plays for Wolves, he doesn't hey. do any distance training, mate. So <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely massive. I know. Um, so 
he must just be doing burpees. Absolutely, he just does burpees. That's why he's so massive. But like that was (laughs) it was that like way, and I was like, obviously, like these these people were just so egocentric that it was like they were just forgetting that not everyone's in the living room with half a gym. Do you know what I mean? Like, so and one of the things I remember about the first lockdown, it was a lot scarier because we didn't know about the virus. We didn't know any. We, I thought the rate of spread was like you could be a million meters away from somebody and catch it. I didn't. I thought it was Aye. floating about oh, in the air. Was, I thought it knew my name. Wait, I mean, like everyone was fear proper. And, not. I'm not saying this time everyone's. No, I will not get in this discussion we'll here all day. But definitely, <laughs> you, you were you were a lot more cautious of what you were doing the first time. Now you're a bit. You're still responsible, and I'm still cautious, like of what I do. But I'm not as feared up as I was in the in the first instance and see the the live workouts i remember when i done them i was stressed about my business stressed about everything going on and stuff going on in my personal life and i was like see when i do these workouts when i'm thrashing myself i don't think anything these are class Aye. and that was one of the selling points i was like i don't think of anything see when i'm doing like an imam we're like press up sit-ups and burpees one two three for oh, 30 your, minutes your worries are away your worries are away they? you don't give a hell about anything man and i think like that was one of the things of community online and it was like you were teaching like you were using like a bit of discomfort to get out of your head to to switch off to things and i think like it was annoying me and i remember again we were talking about that negative energy i was writing posts that were just targeted at these fucking negatrons and i was going i'm becoming a negatron by succumbing to their negativity i was like you just keep doing what you're doing and people will follow suit you know what i mean but again see a lot of these people that were negatrons mate they literally, I didn't hear from them in the first lockdown. And honestly, like, I'm not saying like get it up them, but I felt like that is, but see what I'm saying about drawing negative energy towards you. They were posting about do this, do that. And then quickly silenced after a bit. And you were like, my God, man, like that's what that got that person. Do you know what I mean? So uh, it gets you nowhere. I mean, everyone's going to have their opinion as well. And that's something I've gained, came to terms with over like the years I've been doing this is like, See the amount of abuse I used to get. Like East Kilbride's are quite a small. It's a big town, but it's small as in like everyone knows everything about each other. See the amount of abuse I used to get from like when I was doing content the first years ago. So it, hardly anyone was speaking to a camera. No personal trainers or gym owners were flipping the camera around and, and doing some live videos on the boatload or talking through things or doing some stories on Instagram. But I was, and that was maybe thanks to. Thanks to the guys I was working with at the time because he was a big advocate of it and and, and maybe pushed me to do it a bit more. So I thank him for that. Um, but like ha- having to do that at that time, I was taking pelters, man. Like nah, I was the same. Pelters, still do, and I still do. But I just I'm over the like I don't care what people think now. If whether it's right or wrong, I'm doing it. And if it's making me happy and bringing me success and my helping more people and let me reach more people, then who gives a toss? There probably is things I do that are wrong, but. Fuck it, have a laugh, and I'll admit when I'm wrong. Sometimes that's important as well. So these yeah. people are these people are just sitting slagging folk. But what are they doing? Do you know what I mean? Who, yeah. who are they helping? Not no. nobody. So, so. That, so that guy that was replying to me, I put a video up the day, and he just came back in with me a pelters. I was like, man, I hate oh, this yeah. guy. This guy's. A... I think he was right though. Aye, it was a shit video. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so. Um, kind of moving on to more about the aspect of community, mate. We hear the it's, it's become a bit of a buzzword now because people have latched on to that. It's see when I get folk in the phone that inquiring about it, talking about my bootcamp and stuff. The biggest selling point is the community now. That's like the biggest dynamic of it. And I, I just talk to people about like instances of where it's maybe came up. And I'm like, honestly, once you get submerged in this, you get chatting to everybody, you get a bit of a fever for it, man. You literally that it takes control. But then folk are now seeing that it does work and they're maybe going, come to my community, but they maybe do a Saturday workout or something or like, do you know what I mean? And you're like, it kind of loses the meaning sometimes. So what would, when you hear the word community, what does it mean to you? For me and, and our facility and what, what we've tried to do since since we've been in this industry is, is bringing people together with a common goal. That is it. And you can see it thrive when people are together. And they have a common goal to forget about who they are or or who they're with. Because some of the people I'll see mixing their facility, I'm like, there's no way that if you weren't in this facility, you would be talking. And I've had girls that have became I've first started my, my small group training three and a half, maybe four years ago now, about three and a half. And some of these girls are best pals that yeah. never knew each other. And I'm just like, you would never have mixed. And 
without it being in there. And now they're bet like the amount of nights out they would go on, they would be in birthday parties of like they're meeting up all the time. I'm just like that is amazing to see. There's there's so many different groups of people that became friends through what we do. So like it's much more than just meeting up for a workout and and speaking online or chatting away when they're in the gym. Like, yeah, it's good you can build a community. Well done you. But like how strong is that community? Are they gonna are they gonna engage when they're outside your facility or outside your community? And that's what it is for me. It's seeing people engage externally is massive for us. And that's when I feel as if I hit the nail on the head, like building a community. Yeah. Um, which like you say is a great selling point if if people know they can be part of something, people love to be part of something, right? No matter who they are or whether they like to say they like their own company or not, everyone loves to be part of something. They do. So if you can give them that and give them and give them the expectation of meeting people that are going to be similar and have similar goals, be like-minded and do the things that they want to do, then that's massive because how powerful is it when two people can connect? Like we are connecting on here, talking about similar things and having similar experience. You said at the start that that was powerful. Yeah. Imagine doing that for yeah. 20 people in a room, 30 people Definitely. in a room, 100 people, 200. I so know. powerful. It does a lot, man. And I think that's like, even like only recently, like kind of connecting with Becky and stuff like that as well, like having another coach is like as, alongside you to bounce ideas off of and, and just talk. And it's like, we've had two meetings now, it's only early days, but it's like every time it's like, it gets me, I'm asking questions. I mean, either way, it's, it's not like a one-way thing. And I think when you put loads of coaches, loads of like-minded people, loads of people training together in a community in the same area, they thrive. Like, do you know what I mean? Like yeah, it does. And I think, like, I remember I used to always go, I would watch like maybe someone else that had a community and I didn't really understand like the full thing. And I was watching a lot of my PT clients. I was going, what is the missing thing here? What's the fun thing? And it's like pulling everyone together. And then it's like a belief that people get like within each other as well, which is a, a strong, strong thing. Like even like when I had, I done a Christmas 5k well, my boot camp and yeah. And like, honestly, I couldn't believe like, like everyone that done it, everyone cheering each other on people showing up and it was amazing to get everyone just doing that. But see if I rewound back to my boot camp was more of a, just a one week thing. And it wasn't like, I couldn't have done that because the people didn't know each other as much yeah. on a personal level they weren't getting as much training, obviously they weren't as conditioned. And then like, they don't have as much belief, but then we've got the page, we've got everything that's going on, folk taking on challenges. They start seeing, here, that person done that. So I could do that. Do you know what I mean? Like I walk alongside them and we train, but they start getting a bit of a, it's like a, just through seeing someone else. And it's not that you're comparing yourself to anyone else, but it's important to do, to, to have someone as like a, well, I work at a similar level to them, so I could definitely do that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's it just gives you that that sense of I can almost when you see other people that are similar to you that have similar goals and similar focuses that I can do that because I can see them doing it as well. As it's massive and being able to bring people together is so so powerful. Like you said, there, like the two of you having a conversation sparks ideas and sparks encouragement almost like 20 people in a room exercising together like jesus we once had um last january would have been around about now we our saturday morning class was notoriously big and now i will never go back to the way we ran not because of covid just my ideas about my, my facilities changed but we had 91 or 92 members in the facility at one time doing our saturday morning session which was Aye. mad 92 people in a room exercising together it was bouncing it was electric like Right. And it was like that every Saturday up until to March. It was like 80 people on average. That was us the first three months of 2020. And it's so powerful. We had held events last year as well with our first Christmas night out. So we had, what, 95 people at a sit-down three-course meal and a big dance and all that after it. Like, it was a proper Christmas night out. Um, had nights out with clients. We had, like, a, a party in the gym when we first opened. We had a kind of launch party in the gym. Um, we've done like hill walks and stuff with them like it does bring community that's for me's community like yeah. having people together out with where you want them is that's yeah. when that's when you know you've yeah. made it me that means is like when i kind of my book camp's been going for a while but i really like got the membership and everything last year start of last year but then yeah. that's when covid kicked in so when i had plans to do every one of these <laughs> things i was like no but it's been like it just it goes to show that with online with the boot camp with restrictions you can still be creative and you can still drive that community do you know what i mean it doesn't you don't need to have these things are just 
I mean, cherries on top that just make everything yeah, better. Nice accessory. Nice accessory. So it's you can still do it without and stuff as well. So since becoming like a, a group a group coach, mate, what's it done for your own identity and sense of purpose? See, see, if I'm honest with you, mm. it's just been part of who I am now for eight years. Eight years is a long time. That's like, hang on, how old am I? I'm 26 next month. That's like a third of my life I've been a group exercise coach, which is mad. But for my own identity and purpose at first, it was difficult because I was trying, when I was 18, 19 years old, coaching men through strength training sessions, it was like, did they trust what I do? Did they, are they going to listen to me? Are they taking the piss out of me? Are they listening? So at first it was difficult because I was telling people twice my age what to do, which could be quite hard. But as I grew and that, and I became more confident in myself, it definitely gave me a stronger sense of purpose as in this is what I'm here to do. Right? I can help people. And the more people I can help, the more kind of satisfied I'll be within why I'm here and what I'm on the, on the earth for almost. I feel like that's cheesy and that sounds. That's what I'm here to do, here to help people. Like I'm charismatic and I feel like I've got energy to give. I'm always buzzing about. Say this on a podcast last week. I've like, I must have some sort of hyperactive fucking something going on in my brain because I am always jumping about. I've got energy and I've got it to give. So for me, like, it's just always been part of who I am, to be honest. I've never sat back and th thought about what it does for me or, or anything, but it just does, obviously does give me satisfaction when I'm able to help more people and my impact is more powerful because I'm having impact on, on more than just a few people, which it was at first. So it's just been a part of who I am and what I do, and it's ingrained in me now because it's been eight years is a long time. It'll be eight years in February that I've started since I started my Metafit class, and that's a long time when I'm only 26, so... It's just part of who I am and what I do now and, and, and what I feel my purpose on the earth is to, to help more people and have an impact on their lives. Yeah, no, I totally agree, mate. And see, the thing is, like, I've now, I was talking to someone about this the other day and, like, people just know me as, like, quite a, a busy person now, like, like, PTs in the gym. Like, it was funny, like, Becky was saying she was talking to Chris that owns the bunker one day and they were, like, talking about getting in touch with me and they were going, oh, Chris is a busy guy because I'm very, I'm very regimented in the sense that I don't, mm -hmm. I've learned a lot in the past year about not overworking and stuff. Like I give myself a Tuesday off, but I do very much stick to this is when I'm training. This is when my sessions yeah. are. I don't do any more than this here because I know from my experience what rubs me the wrong way and the right way. Do you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm very much like in that sort of way, but don't ever confuse that with the fact that I don't have any time to help anyone. See if someone still sends me a message. I'll be doing it at like 11 p.m. at night. I'll be like sitting on my phone, sending them a voice note how to improve the fucking hip thrust. Like, and they're, they're not anything. No. To, they're just someone that follows me. So, yeah. and I think that's what I was talking the other day. I was saying that it's not that we are busy people. Yeah, we have routines. We we are we're the same as you, mate. Like you, you're the you're the the head coach. You own this facility. People are relying on you and stuff. But you've still got like because of the type of person you are, you still bend over backwards to help someone. And it's that's like. It's definitely having your priorities is key there, like you said, creating time for yourself and whatnot, because you can just be the busy fool. Like, that's fantastic. Like, your diary's fully booked and you've got so many one to one clients, great. But, like, that's going to run out. And I, I learned that early in my journey yeah. as well. My diary was full. Like, this last 12 months has been the best I've trained since I started um, training, which would have been kind of when I was 15. This is the yeah. best I've trained, the best I've felt, the best. The strongest I've ever been, and it's because I'm making time for myself now. Like yeah. it's part of what I do. Like you can't, you need to make sure you're happy in the first place. If you're not happy, how you feel, how you look, how your your life is running, then you're not going to be able to have a good impact on everyone else. Yeah, you might be able to do for a certain amount of time, but that's going to that's going to run thin really, really soon because you're not happy in yourself, and you can't help anyone else. It's like the the hostess on the airplane scenario, they tell you to put your oxygen mask on first and then your kids so that yeah. you you can help them. Do you know what I mean? You're not in a position to help people for a sustained period of time if you're not happy and you're not healthy. So that's really, really important. Like you've said, creating routines for yourself is so important and having your own time because if you don't, you're, you're just going to run dry really, really soon and you're not going to be helping anyone if you're not happy. You begin to resent what you do and you just, you don't. And it goes the same with like, I think this is why like right now, one of the things I was talking about now first week, the amount of people I've seen that are like, oh man, like they're following two live workouts a day. They're going like two free workouts a day. I'm like, you're going to burn yourself out. And this is, oh, this is, you know what I mean? Like 
the training's not about that. So why do we throw, when we come into a home workout period, why do we throw the fundamentals out the window that we preach all the time and go, right guys, let's train two or three times a day. I mean, you don't do that. That's, you're going to experience no. burnout very quickly. You're going to experience burnout. You're going to grow a poor relationship with exercise that you're then going to just go, I'm not doing that. Take an extended period of time off of exercise and then you're in a bad position. I mean, like it's not about Can you imagine that. training that to these to the people that might be thinking that or might be experiencing that now? Can you imagine doing that amount of exercise in the gym two sessions a day for five days a week? I know. So, I mean, it's not going to last. I know. And so I think that's... Heck, like, what makes you think that you're going to be able to manage that at home? I know. Like, any better? Absolutely not. Like, and that's one of the things I've really spoken to all my members about and my clients. And like when, when I'm talking about to people about like, managing the home workouts and stuff the the needle comes right down in the bare minimal standard like it comes d- oh. way low to the point where right. i see if someone maybe trained five days religiously in the gym i would only recommend that they train two minimal like that's what the, the threshold right. should be like two and then it's like no. two full body sessions for like 30 minutes like it's not like because you just if, try to keep the, the wheels turning aren't you from home yeah. workouts i think it's it's easy to get the message mixed up but don't get me wrong if you are in a position where you've not got vast training experience, then you're going to have a great time from home workouts. Like I've been, I've used this analogy with some clients this week, right? And I don't even know if it sounds good. I've told two people it and they said it was all right, right? But it might sound crazy, but we're going to tell you anyway. So, and this is crazy from a, a gym owner, a facility owner, from a boot camp owner, and maybe I agree with this, might sound crazy to you. And it's not like I'm trying to like, bash the gym and tell you that the gym's not needed and you don't need to go to the gym, right? This is just for the situation we're in currently. So you're going to a wedding. A guy is going to need a nice suit and a nice pair of shoes, right? Females are probably going to need to make sure they've got a nice dress and a nice pair of heels. That's the two things they need to make sure they have. Can can we go to the wedding with just the shoes and the suit on? We don't need the best haircut in the world, but if we've got the shoes and the suit, I'd probably go about, fuck it. I can go to the wedding. Girls, you'll have a dress, you'll have a bit of makeup on, you've got your heels. You'll go because you're like, ah, fuck it. I don't really need the bag. It would be nice if I got a nice new designer bag, but I've not got it. This is what we're going to relate back to in the gym and home workouts while in lockdown. The gym's just an accessory. The gym's just that that bag and bit of jewellery. The guy maybe wanted a, a fresh haircut. You don't actually need it to go to burn fat. You need to move more and keep your daily activities high as you possibly can within your situation. And you need to be conscious and mindful of the food you're eating to make sure that you're in your deficit and you're, you're eating and you're intuitively eating your foods. That's what you've got. Like Those are the main things you need. So the calories, your, your calorie expenditure, your daily activity is your suit or your dress and your, your calorie intake, your foods or your heels and your, your guys, your nice shoes. That's it. You need yeah. them to go to the wedding. You need them to burn the fat. You don't necessarily need the gym. It's a nice accessory. Workouts are a great accessory to have for that, but it's not needed just now. While we're in this situation, focusing on the things you've really got a big grasp on, and that's that's the calorie intake and your daily movements. That's what you can really control now. And that we've all got more time, even if we're still busy working from home. That's that's the things we can hold in on. If you can only manage two workouts a week with your one dumbbell and one kettlebell, fantastic. It's a nice wee accessory, but don't get worked up if you can't train in the volumes that you would in the gym because this is this is a, a total different situation we're in. No, that's a really bang on analogy, mate. Do you know what it goes straight back to? What I does mean, it? I'm not I have my head like still, Matt. I like that's it. I like shape. it. I do. I like it. It's true. It's it's people respond well to analogies because they they just get it. They get, it makes more sense to them when you kind of mm-hmm. talk about neat and steps and activity. Folk are a bit like, I don't really. Sometimes I don't really get that. When you compare it to a real life thing like that, they do. They get it, and that's exactly what it's like. But do you know what that totally relates to as well. What I was saying at the beginning. So. The first month for tracking your calories might not make sense. And yeah. see what we are saying there, folks are on things like the suit, the things that you kinda, you would get by with doing. You'll then go back to the gym in a month, six weeks, three months, whenever it is, and you'll be in a much better position because you'll, yeah. you'll just, you, you, it might even be that you'll be kinda, ingrained in you. Yeah, that'll be ingrained in you. And it might even be that you'll get, yeah, I'd, I'd, I used to think when I trained in the gym, I needed to push my calories right up. I don't need to because I get that it's not that much. Do you know what I mean? Like, they totally get that, hey, this isn't that much. See, when they start looking at the bigger picture and that's the things that you'll pick up. It's not going to be that you're going to be like an absolute magician with my fitness pal in three weeks, but you'll be a bit more savvy when you go back to the gym and you, things will make a bit more sense as well. So, absolutely, yeah. Um, so can I tie in with the last point there? So we've spoke a lot about community 
not everyone has the money to go to like a, a decent group training facility, a decent boot camp, a decent gym membership. Where would you recommend someone to go outside of the gym to find a great community, a great sense of purpose and a great sense of fulfillment? What would you tell them to do, mate? I had this question, a summer question last night from a friend, and it's not even about going anywhere, it's about creating that for yourself. So for me, when I've had any issues in my life that I'm trying to overcome or any struggles, I create my own community. I'd put friends from different groups I had. I put my, my mates who would consider my really close friends into a one WhatsApp group and I'd say, listen, lads, I'm struggling with this now. I've been trying this, this, and this. What do you think I should do? Could you help me just be here for a bit of accountability? Creating accountability is massive. So I had a friend last night saying to me, I'm struggling to get myself motivated. I'm struggling to get anything now. I want to set some goals, but I don't know what's realistic and what I should do. And I know he runs. I feel a bit surprised football. And I was like, well, go and set your goal at half marathon, 12, 13 weeks' time. So I know he plays football and I know he does a bit of running. Is that and tell some friends and tell some family that you're going to do it. Create a wee WhatsApp group and put people you're close to in it and let them know that you're going to challenge yourself to doing something. So create your own community. It's very easy. Bring people that you're close with. Bring some family that you're close with and tell them that you're going to do something or tell them you're struggling with something. And then you've created your own wee community, your own wee support network that can help you push through things a wee bit more. So if lockdown is a struggle for you now, create a small support network. Bring people that you're close with together and let them know you're struggling or let them know that you want to challenge yourself. You're trying to get fitter and healthier and you've got accountability there and you've got support. If you can get accountability accountability and support, then you're laughing, if I'm honest. Yeah. So I think no. that's the best way to do it. And it's so simple. Definitely. I totally agree with that. I was talking to, and this is, this is a client that was in the group and they were saying they were struggling right now. And I was like, you're not taking part in the group accountability challenge right now go and get your comments into it. And right away, it was like, it was just one of those things, a wee light bulb moment. It was like, right, and he's in it now and he's doing it. And it's like, that's, it's, and I know it's simple, but it's like, you're holding yourself accountable by doing that. And unknowingly, yeah. like, do you know what I mean? Like if, if someone, see if someone wants to, to stop something, they'll start doing things that they won't say out loud. So say for example, someone's been going to the gym with a group of friends and they're kind of losing interest in it. What they'll do is they'll start canceling they'll they'll set up everything so that they can then it'll make it easier for them to pull the plug in the membership and it's the same yeah. with like things like motivation and stuff as well like you'll find yourself like maybe there'll be op the opportunities that the what, what, what that will arise that, that will be in front of you that you deliberately knock back because you're almost subconsciously trying to do it so like it happens with the gyms yeah. quite a lot you see it where maybe someone's going to the gym with a friend or whatever they start texting them saying i'm not really feeling well today they then say like it gets to they've not been in three weeks and then the friends like they can go one day and they're like what are you training well i'm not training my oh, it's legs i'm not training legs and ages so i don't want to do a full hour of legs or it's all these things mm -hmm. start manifesting then it's like six weeks then they're like well i've not been to the gym in six weeks and i've got a holiday coming up so i'd rather save the money from a holiday so i'll cancel my membership and this happens quite a lot in life and i think if you keep yourself accountable because at the end of the day these are people that they've got it in the back of that they've made up their mind with what they're, they're not doing. Want to do it. They don't want to do it, but they're just not saying it out loud. So what they're doing, it happens with things like relationships as well, that relationships are going bad and people, instead of talking about it, they, they start doing things that destroy the relationship. Do you know what I mean? In an effort to get away from it. Like that's- nah, the, No, that's so true. It's so true. Right. It's like, like you'll get friendships as well. You'll deliberately have- like you see folk deliberately getting on at each other all the time just because they've, they've done one thing that's pissed their mate off. So just start trying to nitpick at everything so that it just goes easy to go, fuck you then, I'm no pal to you. Yeah, and that's, that's what it is. It happens all the time. But by doing these wee things like holding yourself accountable, organizing a charity event, run the half marathon, run the marathon, whatever it is, like vocalize it and then immediately you're like, fuck, this yeah. is real. People have... Uh, that's... Yeah, that's what you need to do, man. Yeah, you need to no. tell people because who, how, how shit is it when you let somebody down? Do you know what I mean? I'm not a guy yeah. who likes to let folk down, so it's like fuck, you don't want yeah. to let folk down. So whether you like it or not, like we're doing, me and uh, one of the coaches and six or seven other members are doing a marathon and um, for a local yeah, charity in April. Yeah. So again, it's just accountability. I thought I want to push myself, put it in the, the um, group with all the members, and a few folk watched on. I'm like, right, let's make a charity page. We're doing it in 12 weeks' time or 14 weeks. I'll write as a program for 12 weeks. We're doing it. And then you're just like, oh, shit, man, can I need to do it now? And it's all forgot about. Whereas if you don't tell anyone, the chances of it happening, I think, are very sun. Unless you're one, like, determined individual. 
I wrote um, on my, I put my goals, my fitness goals. Like I've got business ones, like mindset ones and stuff, and I've, I've just kept them to myself. But like, I put my fitness ones on Instagram for accountability. One of them's run 100K. That is mad. <laughs> and I'm like, I was thinking mad. about it and I was going, holy shit, man, that's a lot of running. So, you better get your skates on, boy. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so I'm just... But now, like, again, the chances of doing it are much higher. And yeah, sometimes yeah. you might not manage and you might fail. But failure's fine. Failure's good. It's lessons. But, like, with that accountability, you'll probably try. There's a much higher chance of you achieving it if you, if you let folk know. Definitely. 100%, man. I completely agree with that. And that's what I tell folk to do. Just get it, get it online and make it real. Use Facebook for accountability instead of moaning about covid moaning about how you get <laughs> so um so what we're going to go for to finish off mate like what's what's your plans for the future what's 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 coming up for functional fitness what have you got plans personal development what you want to do biggest plan is to fucking reopen <laughs> <laughs> that'd be amazing well, I, love I, thought, I thought that used to be a, a simple goal, but now it's seeming like a real massive goal. It'd be nice to actually have the build open again. I love um, all the. I love all the. Sorry, mate. I'm just. You I'm just excited to see. When you go, I'm, I love when all these like uh, Boris Johnston memes, like, and he's pure old. And it's <laughs> lockdown. I like. I locked down thirty thirty two, and it's like the Hunger oh. Games. That's what it feels like, doesn't it? See when you see when you're sad, man. Sometimes the best thing to do is just take the piss out of it, isn't it? Aye, if you don't laugh, you'll cry. That's it, isn't it? Every right. situation you need to just take it on the, the bright side. Yeah. But for us, it's quite simple. The goals for us is to to open another facility. Um. So hopefully that was hoping to be with probably next year, twenty twenty two. Yeah. But that's probably just been pushed back a bit because of what's happened the past ten months. But it's still definitely in our plans. Is, to open another facility and years down the line um, I'll say it on here and I've said it on podcasts before I want to have a facility abroad I've told loads of people um, for accountability again it might not happen if it doesn't happen you can laugh at me so what I tried but I'd definitely like to have abroad this climate obviously isn't ideal and it'd be a nice life to have for if I have a family and kids then I can I can have a facility abroad and work out of there might not be the biggest or the best facility but I definitely do just something quite cool I think and it's been in the back of my head and just to create financial freedom for myself and live the life that I want to live and be able to provide for myself and my family yeah. is massive for me as well. So just keep pushing on and, and help as many people as we can here and hopefully have a second facility. Who knows where that might be, whether it's in East Cobride or, or out with, we don't know yet. Cross um, the road. <laughs> <laughs> I know, just don't one just behind us in the car park. Um, but... Um, Aye, so I don't know where, what 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 the, the future's got for us, but that's my plans. And if I don't get there, like I said, failure happens sometimes and lessons, lessons are there. I'm quite a ballsy character, so I'll just go for things. And if they don't work, shove it. I don't really <laughs> care anymore. I'm surpassed the point of caring what people are thinking of me now, um, that I just do what I want to do. And if I think it's right, I'll go for it. And if it's not, I hold my hands up and apologise. And like, it didn't work. Sorry, I tried. Um, and then personally, I just this is my year to... To get my mindset and my, I want to become the fittest and strongest version of myself, not physically, just mentally as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've got odds. I'll be running another marathon. I want to push my strength, training higher than ever, and just become the best version of myself. I've probably not been the best version of myself over the years because things catch up with me and my life's caught up with me. And I've not had, I'm not, I never created much like strong purpose for my own life and what my mission was on the earth. But I'm definitely finding that out now. And I just want to get myself in the best place possible this year. And yeah. when I'm in a good place, it means I can get my members in, 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 in an even better place. Yeah, some powerful shit, mate. You've inspired me, so you'll be inspiring everyone that's been listening as well, mate. It's good. But um, If you could inspire one person, mate, that's always what we try to do. Yeah, you've inspired me. Content, love- the same as you. Yeah. You're yeah. just trying to help one person out, and if you can, then what a day it's been. Definitely, mate. Um, the last thing I wanted to say, I thought this was quite funny, man. Like, me and Chris actually met one day at the wind farm. At the, <laughs> I ran past. Did, didn't we? I, like, literally, you ran past it really fast. <laughs> literally, but, we literally followed you for like a month, and I was at running one day. And I just was like at the wind farm and I was, I went around like one of the loops. I can't remember what one it was and it was coming back and I was just legging it back in because it's really hilly there, man. And I just that ran is- past and I was like, that's that boy that I follow, man. And you were like, you messaged me saying, I thought that was you. 
<laughs> so like I'm like now in a book of like fit pros like getting together like let's like help each other out and everyone's engaging more which is amazing because when I started like years ago that never happened we all just abused each other um but I, I saw a senior ran by and I'd seen that you'd posted you were up at the wind farm. I was like, ah, oh, geezer's up at the wind farm. What a maniac, he's running about, it's freezing cold. And um, I, I seen you run by kind of briefly and I was like, all right. <laughs> I was like, is that him or not? And I was like, I don't want to say all right to some random guy. I had no idea who I am. So I was messaging, I was like, here, yeah, by the way, that was me. So there you <laughs> yeah. go, that was it. And, and now you're able to connect. So the internet's a powerful thing for as much Instagram can do bad. It's, definitely serves some good as well oh, no i've seen the good of it the past year like it's like connecting with other coaches been been a big big thing for me and the podcast has been great for that and i've mentioned that loads on here so i'm very very grateful for that but we'll get a run at the, the wind farm soon mate definitely um, yeah because i'm training for an endurance event as well so it'll be good um to have similar goals mate but anyway mate yeah. thank you very much for coming on the podcast it's been brilliant mate i've really really enjoyed this and hope that you have all taken a lot of value from it as well if you have listened in Make sure that you screenshot it and tag both me and Chris in your stories. Chris, what's your, um, I always say hashtag, it's not, it's, it's handle. What's handle. Your, what's your handle? Functional fitness training. So functional spelt with a K as well. Just cheesy, but it goes, um, spell my name with a K. So I thought I'd change up functional a wee bit. So right. it's functional fitness training and that functional is with a K. Yeah, it's a good name, mate. It's a good name. Everything with a K is better, man. Right. Um, anyway, guys. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you very much. And uh, I'll catch you in a bit for the next one. Goodbye.